Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. Previously, since the start of the company, we've always accepted Bitcoin as payment. New for this summer, I've tried to market some uh, Bitcoiner exclusive trips. To be on the trip, you have to pay in Bitcoin or Lightning. Everyone around is going to be like-minded. We have something to talk about. I find specifically the trails I try to go to are some of the more remote, longer ones, which specifically align with more of kind of like a low time preference. It might take a couple days to get somewhere, but we're going to have an awesome time. Going to get some great views. And then I find a lot of Bitcoiners are pretty into fitness and other sorts of just uh kind of bettering themselves, which seems to align with a lot of the community's uh, opinions and beliefs. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Ben Nearingberg, who's the owner of Starry Summit Mountain Adventures and is the only guiding operation in the Canadian Rockies to accept Bitcoin and Lightning. Today, we're going to be talking about his business, how he's creating some Bitcoiner-specific offerings, and some of his own trekking accomplishments. Of course, before we get to today's interview with Ben, we do have this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight. And even before that, I want to thank Glimmerin for streaming 765 sats to the show this week on Fountain. If you would like to support the show, you can listen on Fountain and either stream sats as you listen or send a boost with a message. And if you send a boost, I'll be sure to read it on the show. Now, this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight is the Bitcoin Brunch in Salem, New Hampshire. The Bitcoin Brunch is a relaxing Bitcoin hangout hosted by a pleb named Phil. The meetup was birthed after Phil met Prem, the lead organizer of the Miami Bitcoin Brunch at Bitcoin 2022. The Miami branch has met every Sunday for multiple years, and Phil wanted to create a branch in his region. At Bitcoin Brunch Salem, New Hampshire, attendees get to know each other and discuss trending Bitcoin topics over great food and drink. Any level of Bitcoin experience is welcomed, and bringing a new friend, family member, or significant other is highly encouraged. That link is down in the show notes below, along with a link to the Oshi app, which you can use to find a Bitcoin meetup near you. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Ben right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Ben, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Josh. Happy to be here. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Question number one is this. 
when and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? Well, kind of a bit of a two-stage response. Initially, my first interaction was actually at a pub. It might have been late 2017, early 2018. I went to grad school in Edmonton, and there was a Bitcoin ATM in that pub. In retrospect, that must have been one of the earliest sort of devices in the city. It was kind of strange to come across it, but I remember just looking at it like, well, what's that? Didn't think much about it. I think one of my buddies put $20 into it, got a receipt, and promptly lost it, and it contributed uh -huh. to the deflation of the currency. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't really think about it at all until maybe 2021 or so, when a lot more media attention, you got the price run up and all those things. And one of my, uh, actually my, my fiance's brother-in-law did a bunch of altcoining. Mm. And he, uh, he was talking about something. So I was kind of looking at the topic and just in the whole industry as a whole. And I was pretty put off by some of the altcoins, but Bitcoin still seemed like it, it had something there. And I tried to set about kind of just uh, intentionally trying to disprove it looking for arguments as to why it wouldn't work and try to see what people who are against it are saying and finding a lot of those arguments very unconvincing mm. and kind of piece by piece going through like, well, I disproved that. I disproved that. Uh, there's nothing much left. So I'm extremely bullish and here I am. <laughs> so I want to get into uh, maybe a little bit further down the road, a little bit about whether or not your engineering background affects how you view Bitcoin. Because I know sometimes um, people with an engineering mindset come at things a little bit differently. But before we get to that you know, further in our conversation, we have question number two, which is this. What's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? I kind of wish people would, when they come into it, plan for a very long educational period. Mm. The Kind of the, the core, core components of the protocol, the, hard, the 21 million hard cap, the difficulty adjustment, all seem very simple. But the simplest things, you can spend an entire week just thinking about the consequences and how those propagate outwards and all the unintended effects. I've been blown away by that, just the, initially hearing about it, reading like a Wikipedia article. Okay, that seems pretty easy. And then put more thought later, like, wait a second, this means... Mm. Contrasting the current fiat system, I could do this and this and this. There's many downstream consequences, and it, it's, it affects much more than just monetary policies. And I think uh, many Bitcoiners are coming to appreciate that now, just how much of a, an impact it has. Mm. Question number three, what's the Bitcoin resource you most recommend to other people? Well, depends a little bit depending on what sort of person you're talking to. For me, myself, uh, Safedine's The Bitcoin Standard was pretty much a illuminating book. I first listened to it on audiobook when I was uh, doing a lot of day hiking by myself. And it was kind of funny just walking around some mountain trails and you come across a certain corner when the book discusses a certain topic and have to stop for a few seconds and think about it. Like, I never stopped to consider that point. Mm. It's a lot of like illuminating moments of how Bitcoin differs from the traditional system and for my fiance and a few of my other family members, I found the progressive case for Bitcoin to be quite useful. Just kind of right off the top, addressing some of those concerns people have and 
I believe Lynn Alden's Broken Money book is going to become a really good resource for uh, people going forward. Mm. Question number four. Beyond Bitcoin, what is a resource, tool, or idea that's been helpful to you or your business recently? For an idea, I'd say just strategic diversification, like uh, mm. have a backup revenue stream. Myself, uh, the primary revenue stream of our business is guided backpacking trips. As you might imagine, that's a little bit niche and the market can go up and down just in terms of what revenue can, you can get. So I recently branched into uh, more backcountry activities, but backcountry drone surveying, mm. which I come across not a lot of people do such things, but I'm quite comfortable walking along a trail middle of nowhere, help some like a forestry company get some pictures of a future area they want to explore and kind of just uh, not pigeonholing yourself into just one specific industry, but consider adjacent things you can branch into. Just make yourself a little more resilient. Hmm. And now we have our final, what we call our arbitrary but insightful question. And is this as a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Generally, I'd say why, just in terms of if something is already established and it's, it's working well, I feel there's kind of the onus on why would you change that? As opposed to, uh, I often feel that change for change's sake just leads to a lot of chaos. But uh, admittedly, you don't want to be too ossified in your ways. So stay flexible, sure. but just think about your actions. And should I be doing this? <laughs> maybe some downstream consequences. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high net worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. And Linkster is not just advice, it's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C- S-T-E-R dot com. Linkster. Secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Well, Ben, we're here today to talk about your business, Starry Summit Mountain Adventures. I'd love to hear a little bit about how you got started with the business and also what your experience has been so far and maybe what your plans are in the future connected to integrating Bitcoin into what you're doing. Sure. Sounds good. Uh, very small company, just my fiance and I, but uh, we've been around about two and a half years now. And we are primarily a guided backcountry adventure operation based in Jasper, Alberta. 
middle of the Canadian Rockies, and mostly take people on backcountry hikes and day hikes around the park, which uh, mm. is at about two and a half years old now. And from day one, I accepted Bitcoin as payment if people wanted to use it. And there's a number of reasons for that that I think would be more broadly appreciated by people in the outdoor industry. Kind of a, you get a lot of clients from other countries, other areas, and foreign exchange is always a big issue. It's mm. exceedingly straightforward. Just, you want to play me in Bitcoin? I'll accept Bitcoin. Don't have to deal with any middlemen middle over there or anything. And there's a, I don't know. Uh, we also do a little bit of photography sales, which to date, the only Bitcoin sales I've had were through some of our photography products. That's a really easy method to, especially for small companies like mine, avoid some of the hazards of payment processors. Certainly when you're in a pretty small scale, those percentage margins add up pretty quick. Hmm. Hmm. I was able to set up my own lightning node to, to be able to accept lightning payments uh, non-custodially. So it makes a, a little easier in that regard too. Yeah. What are some of the tools that you have found to be helpful? Even even though you haven't maybe accepted a lot of payments with Bitcoin, what are some of the tools that you found helpful for accepting Bitcoin or in other ways, maybe, you know, just using Bitcoin in your business? For people just getting into it, some custodial apps like Wallet of Satoshi are a pretty good introduction. I know some people I can see when they have paid me and get the invoices from there. See mm -hmm. those... uh kind of more introductory steps. Uh, otherwise, I'm not sure of any particular tools. I've tried to do most things just independently, as in running my own node, run my own Lightning node, yeah. and taking payments that way. But uh, I can certainly see the allure of some of the more commercialized services for uh, Zaprite, I believe, I looked into a while ago. Yep. Which seems pretty handy, being able to kind of integrate fiat as well as Bitcoin payments into one, one stop is something I might consider in the future. So I don't know. The industry is expanding so quickly. There's so many options. Yeah. A lot of options. And it seems like, yeah, new things coming online almost every day. That's, a, that's a little hyperbolic, but you can come back and check in a month or two, and there's probably going to be some sort of new service that can help you out. Now for listeners who are listening to this interview right now, if you want to go back probably six, seven, eight episodes, there's one with Mark Link from Link Dental who also uses ZapRite and talks about that. So if you want to listen to that, add it to the queue right now. You can listen to it after this episode. But Ben, uh, you did mention offline that you're looking to start doing some Bitcoiner specific treks starting this summer. Curious what your plans are there and what people might expect if they want to start planning now for something in summer of 2024 or further down the line. Cool. Yeah. Uh, previously, since the start of the company, we've always accepted Bitcoin as payment if uh, people wanted to use that for coming on a trip. But new for this summer, I've tried to market some uh, Bitcoin or exclusive trips where you could, to be on the trip, you have to pay in Bitcoin or Lightning. So there's not going to be any fiat folks, which kind of might just like lessen a little bit of an entry barrier. If some people mm. want to come from the Bitcoin community, know they already have everyone around is going to be like-minded. We have something to talk about. And I find specifically the trails I try to go to are some of the more remote, longer ones 
which specifically align with more of kind of like a low time preference. It might take a couple days to get somewhere, but we're going to have an awesome time. Going to get some great views and just build off that. And then I find a lot of Bitcoiners are pretty into fitness and other sorts of just uh, kind of bettering themselves. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of time when you're out in the woods just to be able to kind of reflect a bit and do things at a slower pace, which seems to align with a lot of the community's uh, opinions and beliefs. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty good fit and I'm kind of excited for that. My guess is you've been doing a lot of hiking well before starting the business. And so you've probably had that that health-focused mindset for some years. Have you found that Bitcoin has changed how you viewed your health? And has it, has it changed some of your mindset around those things? Or was it attractive to you because it already aligned with the type of person that you were? And maybe there's maybe, uh, you know some combination of the two there, but I'd be interested to hear your thoughts connected to your lifestyle and Bitcoin. I think it's a bit of a virtuous cycle in terms of mm. certainly that was a, a, a draw when I first heard about it of an asset that won't be depreciated away over time aligns with kind of just thinking of a longer time horizon. And after kind of embedding that into other aspects of my life, I feel it just builds off of itself. And I had thought in the past that things like investing as well as banking, other financial transactions were just kind of doomed to be in the fiat system, but opening a new door to just align everything in the same direction, which is, is great when you can have that in your life and just have a kind of a more unified sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. And we were also talking before the interview started about some of the, um, hiking or climbing accomplishments that you've made across the last, I don't know how, how many years it took you to accomplish these goals, but can you share with us a little bit about the uh, 11, uh, 11,000 foot summits that you've made and maybe also talk about how in doing that, you just kind of had a little bit more of a low time preference approach compared to other people. Sure. Uh, probably the, the one claim to fame I have is that one of a small group of people who have been up all the 11,000 foot peaks in the Canadian Rockies which you might wonder why it's 11,000 feet, not metric being in Canada, but 11,000 feet is a nice number. It's, uh, mm. depending who you ask, it's between 53 and 57 of them, mm. which some are within plus or minus a foot or two. And any of the metric versions, like there's no 4,000 meter peaks. There's hundreds and hundreds of 3,000 meter peaks. Mm. And for 3,500 meter peaks, there's only six, I believe. So 11,000 is a good threshold. But in any case, I had the... Uh, crazy goal kind of of climbing all of the peaks without using helicopter support to access them, which many are quite remote and it takes multiple days, the furthest away, kind of as much as seven or eight days to even get to the base of those peaks. And you certainly have a lot of time to think on those journeys. And uh, it Mm. definitely made me appreciate the value of having a goal in your mind and just sticking with that even if there is no immediate reward to it and feel that's much more beneficial and i looking back on many of those trips kind of i would not trade cutting off the approach and getting there in a helicopter in 30 minutes (laughs) or all the memories and just kind of like learning you do on that longer journey i kind of uh, Mm -hmm. i apply that in my business too and other personal aspects of life it's it's worthwhile taking a bit of a longer approach sometimes Now, you mentioned that these treks coming up with Bitcoiners, you're okay with taking a longer approach, taking time to get to, you know, 
great places, longer trails. What are some of the things that people who go on your treks seem to really enjoy? I know you haven't done it with all Bitcoiners yet, but some of the things that someone listening to this podcast can be looking forward to that uh, past customers, past clients have really found a lot of value from. Kind of a lot of just being able to take themselves out of much of the complexities of the modern world. Most of Jasper National Park has no cell reception, so it's just a good time to unplug and kind of connect back with what's important to you. There's amazing scenery, good, good wildlife encounters, and just kind of just getting back to basics with your priorities of what you're enjoying in the landscape and just appreciating the stillness of the environment sometimes. I find a lot of Bitcoiners are definitely big on the environment and there's many ways that it, it is helping progress and save different or different environments and just feel things line up nicely. And it's a, uh, especially for folks who have not done a lot of backcountry travel, I really try to focus on helping people be self-sufficient mm. to help them build skills. So they actually don't need me in the future, which is probably a bad business model, but I feel it's more of a community service in that way of just uh, helping people better themselves and keep going that direction. Do you have any memories or, or experiences that stick in your mind that were transformational for you out on the trail? This could be with a group and with customers, with clients, or it could just be when you were out on the trail by yourself. I think one thing I really enjoy about working with people who haven't spent a lot of time in the outdoors is kind of just living vicariously through them. Mm. And when we come to a, an amazing viewpoint of a, impressive mountain vista or a big glacier is being able to see through their eyes and experience what I felt the first time I saw it. And I, I see those moments in Bitcoin too, when people who first really start to put together all the pieces of what the hard cap, difficulty adjustment, all mean when they're fit together and just like a light bulb on. It's, it's good to be able to keep experiencing that through other people too. Don't lose the, uh, mm -hmm. the magic of it. Now, I want to get to talking about how uh, engineering may or may not have affected your understanding of Bitcoin. But maybe before that, one final thing about your business. I don't know much about Jasper, but are there kind of claims to fame or things that people really enjoy or should know about when it comes to what they experience when they head out to Jasper? It's, a, it's the second busiest of the Rocky Mountain Canadian National Parks. Banff National Park gets more visitation and more attention. Jasper, a little bit smaller, a little bit further away from cities, which I quite like because it's less busy. And usually just our backcountry is a little more rugged. The vistas might take longer to get to, but I find the a little bit more impressive and just kind of a an easier place to unwind compared to Banff, which can be quite busy in places, but... Uh, in terms of other attractions we're known for, skiing in the wintertime, there's hot springs nearby, quite a lot of sightseeing, and various beasties, tall and small, roaming around. So you have a background in materials engineering, I believe, PhD, if I'm not oh, yeah. mistaken. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure how a PhD in engineering works, but presumably a accomplished scholar <laughs> and also someone who very much has an engineering mind. Do those things, have they, did they affect how you understood Bitcoin at all? Or would you say that it didn't really affect you too much? I would say they definitely did affect uh, my initial appreciation. 
I've, I've joked with other people. I consider the fiat system to be more sorcery than science. A lot of things kind of just cobbled together and see if they work. Whereas Bitcoin, you can audit, you know how the protocol works and it's all clearly defined, which from a engineering standpoint, those are just blocks you can fit together nicely and you know how it works. And there's much less kind of just arbitrary wiggle room thrown in that you see with the traditional system. It definitely appeals to me on that regard. Mm -hmm. Do people like Sailor? I say like Sailor. In the Bitcoin space, there's no one like Sailor. But does Michael Sailor, the way he communicates Bitcoin, does that make sense to you? You mentioned SAFE already, the Bitcoin standard. Yep. Do you find that engineers and uh, explanations by engineers make more sense? Or is it more the engineering mindset helps and the way that you conceptualize of Bitcoin? I think probably more the latter, just the mm -hmm. conceptualization about it, of putting all the pieces in your mind and just seeing how they fit together and uh, how things logically follow. I uh, Certainly, uh, the Sailor series on uh, Breedlove's uh, channel, that was instrumental to me kind of first going through Bitcoin. And I was writing a, a day hiking guidebook at the time, which involves a lot of hiking by yourself, just taking pictures and just downloaded pretty much all of those podcasts and <laughs> chipped through them over the span of like a week and came out of it like, oh man, I could do another thesis on this or something, which <laughs> certainly was a uh, starting from the ground up and first principles is, is beneficial in a lot of ways. And I find, especially with people with an engineering mindset, and you can do that in the Bitcoin ecosystem quite well. Mm -hmm. It lends itself to be able to just uh, put more trust in it. Yeah. Yeah, my experience was somewhat similar in that the Sailor series was the first time I ever actually listened to someone about Bitcoin who seemed to really understand it. And I went through the entire series as well. And by the end, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got it. And so I there's a lot of there's a lot of value in understanding Bitcoin or, or really just our system in general from more of that first principles or building blocks perspective. Now, uh, one other thing that you've just mentioned that I probably should have brought up earlier is your writing. You've written a couple guidebooks. I think you've written one and the other one is coming out soon. Yeah. Is that correct? Yep. There, there'll be another one coming out in May. Mm -hmm. So could you talk a little bit briefly about those? Are they Jasper specific? I take it. The, the first one currently released was published back in 2017. Now, it's been a while. It was uh, written with my friend Eric as a co-author called a, a Peak Beggar's Guide to the Canadian Rockies North, which uh, is kind of a, a catch-all for things in Jasper and the surrounding parks. If you want to climb a mountain, might, some might be hikes, some might be mm. technical climbs, a couple you do on skis, but kind of just a a compendium of different routes for people to explore. Mm. That was a, I think we have it was like 120 routes in that book. Whereas the new book is a, a little less lofty of a topic, but it's a, in the previously established popular day hike series, kind of more, more well-traveled routes. But uh, I, I was asked to write that one as opposed to the first one. I kind of approached a, a publisher directly. Which uh, I'm sure it should help a lot of people and just give them 
ideas for ways to do different day trips that are a little less lengthy. So we've talked a good bit about the business, um, some of your background, and the opportunity that Bitcoiners have to potentially travel with other Bitcoiners on a trek with you, either come this summer or some point later in the future. Do you have any final thoughts for the listeners today and also places people can go if they are interested in checking in on how they might travel through Jasper with other Bitcoiners in the near future? Sure. Uh, my business right now is on the Orange Pill app. You can get a hold of me there. Just uh, Starry Summit Mountain Adventures. Or our website is starrysummit.ca, which if you go to starrysummit.ca slash BTC, there's the Bitcoiner exclusive page, descriptions of that. Uh, kind of, otherwise not really too much. I'm happy for this opportunity and listen to a few of your other episodes and got some really interesting folks on there. It's good to uh, hear just how many people from different walks of life have come into the, the Bitcoin community and it really is gr gaining momentum and I feel in a couple years, we might not even need a show like this because it'll just mm. be ubiquitous. Yep. Yeah. Kind of like you working myself out of a job, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe not the best long-term strategy, but it's, it's better for everyone. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, Ben, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Have a good day. Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Ben, you can find those links down in the show notes, along with a link to a video about one of the 11,000 he climbed. As always, keep building, keep growing, and until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn stats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today